Tonight, the Sandman's coming. J.J. Abrams and Son make a comic book, and we remember Alf's best friend on this comics edition of Multiverse Tonight. Comic books, sci-fi, fantasy, and more. If you're looking for a roundup of geeky news, you're in the right place. This is Multiverse Tonight. Here's your host, Thomas Townley. Welcome to Multiverse Tonight, episode 31. I'm your host, Thomas Townley. So, Avengers Endgame is still trying to beat Avatar's hold on the number one slot of all time. So, they had a special re-release this past weekend. And while it did uh, improve, shot it back into the top 10, uh, they made 200% more than the previous week they didn't make it. Still about $27 million shy of Avatar's record. You know, it was a good shot. Maybe they should have aimed for the head? Now, as I said in the sci-fi edition, Smallville was a good con. And right now I'm working on putting the interviews together to be put up. If you'd like to see some pictures I took, head on over to our Instagram page. Now, Let's get on with the news. Now, starting the DC Comics news, at the American Library Association Annual Convention in Washington, D.C., DC Comics announced plans to expand their Young Readers program geared towards young adults and middle schoolers with new titles coming in the spring 2020 and 2021. Young adult titles coming in the spring of 2020 include Wonder Woman Warbringer, Gotham High, the Oracle Code, Shadow of the Batgirl, and Lost Carnival, a Dick Grayson graphic novel. Middle school titles include Diana, Princess of the Amazons, Green Lantern Legacy, Batman Tales Once Upon a Time, Zatanna and the House of Secrets, Batman Overdrive, DC Superhero Girls Powerless, Anti-Hero, Archimaniacs, and my video game ate my homework. Later titles will feature such characters as Catwoman, Starfire, Mr. Miracle, Swamp Thing, Mr. Freeze, Green Arrow, Lost Lane, and a young version of Constantine called Johnny Constantine. Well, if it introduces these characters to a new audience, all the better. Yeah. Can have a little bit of a reading rainbow. Take a look, see the book. A reading rainbow. Okay, that's just goofy. DC has announced that January 2020 will see the end of DC's Vertigo, Zoom, and Ink imprints in favor of a new publishing strategy to release all published content under one DC brand with an age-specific labeling system. The new labels will be called DC Kids, aimed at 8-12 to year olds, the traditional DC label will be aimed at 13-year-olds and up, and DC black label will be aged like a fine wine in a barrel in a barn. No, wait, that's Johnny Walker whiskey. 
A DC Black label is for 17 years old and older. DC label is, will be where the, where the former vertical content will go. Dan DiDio, in a statement about the change, spoke about Vertigo, saying, quote, We're returning to a singular presentation of the DC brand that was present throughout most of our history until 1993, when we launched Vertigo, to provide an outlet for edgier material. That kind of material is now mainstream across all genres, so we thought it was right to bring greater clarity to the DC brand and reinforce our commitment to storytelling for all of our fans in every age group. This new system will replace the age ratings we currently use on our material." Unquote. Now, Vertigo was the home to such titles as Sad Man, Preacher, Why the Last Man, and was home to such visionaries as Garth Ennis, Grant Morrison, and Neil Gaiman. So let's pour one out for Vertigo. You were enjoyed. And while we're on the subject of things that are getting cancelled, DC has cancelled its Road to Watchmen book. The Road to Watchmen would have repackaged old Steve Ditko books featuring The Question and Blue Beetle as they were the inspirations behind Rorschach and Night Owl. It would have been a 400-page hardcover. Clark Kent is going to boot camp. Superman Year One by Frank Miller will be released via DC's Black Label and will be a three-volume tale which will feature an alternate universe tale that will see Clark Kent going into the Navy before becoming Superman. So how will the military life change Clark? According to former U.S. Special Operations Commando Honcho, Admiral William H. McRaven, retired, a Navy SEAL veteran, in an email to Military Times, quote, I don't know how you can be mild-mannered Clark Kent if you're a Navy SEAL, unquote. Now, there is a lengthy article on this on the Military Times website, and we'll have a link to it in our show notes. The first issue is out right now, and Volume 2 will be out in August. San Diego Comic-Con is fast approaching, and as I reported in the previous episode, Warner Brothers is skipping the venerable Hall H panel this year, and, but they still have product they want, uh, Warner Brothers still ha- TV has product they want to show off. So on July 17th, from 6 to 10 p.m., uh, that's Western, of course, they will, sp- or Pacific Time, excuse me, they will showcase the Harley Quinn animated series in Ballroom 20 as part of the WBTV's preview night screening event. Also being shown are the pilots for Batwoman, Pennyworth, and Prodigal Son, as well as a new episode of Teen Titans Go. Now, it's not known at this time what will be shown from the Harley Quinn series, now, this series stars the voice of Kaylee Cuoco as Harley Quinn and Alan Tudyk as the Joker. It's expected to be on the DC Universe streaming service in the fall. DC has announced the creation of a new pop-up horror imprint called Hill House Comics. Hill House will be curated by horror writer Joe Hill and be released under DC Black Label Banner. The line consists of five original miniseries, Basketball of Heads will be written by Joe Hill with art by Leo Max. The Low Low Woods by Carmen Maria Machado with art by Danny. The Dollhouse Family by Mike Carey and Peter Gross. Daphne Byrne by Laura Max and Kelly Jones. And Plunge by Joe Hill and an artist to be announced. Miracles do happen. A few years ago, Neil Gaiman's Sandman was in the works to be a motion picture, and that just 
all collapsed. It looked like it might never see the light of day again. What's this? Cue Netflix. Who has, who has, according to the Hollywood Reporter, signed a huge deal to adapt Mr. Gaiman's work into an 11-episode series? Sources close to the project say that this will be the most expensive TV series DC Entertainment has ever done. Alan Heinberg is such a write and service showrunner with Gaiman, executive producing alongside David Goyer. Gaiman, Goyer, and Heinberg will co-write the premiere. Channing Dungy, VP of Originals at Netflix, said about the news, quote, We're thrilled to partner with the brilliant team that is Neil Gaiman, David S. Goyer, and Alan Heinberg to finally bring Neil's iconic comic book series, The Sandman, to life on screen. From its rich characters and storylines to its intricately built-out worlds, we're excited to create an epic original series that dives deep into this multi-layered universe beloved by fans around the world, unquote. Now, the Sandman comic ran for 75 issues of DC's Vertigo imprint, following the adventures of Morpheus, Lord of Dreams, and a group of mortal beings called the Endless, including Death, Desire, Destiny, Delirium, Despair, and Destruction. Now, let's go to the Marvel News. The next movie in the MCU is set to debut in a few days, Spider-Man Far From Home. In fact, it just debuted today. And we have some good news. You can get that large soda if you want. The movie, according to the British Board of Film Classification, comes in with a runtime of 129 minutes, or 2 hours, 9 minutes. Uh, or 2 hours of movie, 9 minutes of credits. Slice it up however it is. Of course, if you need to pee, I do recommend using the Run Pee app to tell you the best times to go. They're not a sponsor, it's just a useful app. So, how did the snap affect those that had vanished and then restored? In an interview with Fandango, Zendaya, who plays Mary Jane Watson in Spider-Man Far From Home, revealed that, quote, The snap kind of puts our characters in a special place, because now we come back and the world's kind of changed, and we all have to kind of depend on each other a little bit more, because we're like the oddballs now. We kind of, we kind of have to confide in each other with that experience, and that's cool, unquote. She also revealed that her character will be a bit more involved in the story than, home, than Homecoming, saying, quote, In the first movie, obviously, you didn't get to see much of her, but she was like a very guarded, sarcastic character, and I think you get to see why she has that guard and slowly watch her melt a little bit, unquote. I so want to see this movie. I'll see if I have time. Again, I'm very busy. Well... From the capstone of Phase 3 to the beginning of Phase 4, the ca casting for Marvel's The Eternals continues. And according to TheWrap.com, Selma Hayek is in negotiations to join the cast that includes Richard Madden and Kamel Nanjiani and maybe Angelina Jolie. Exact details have been hard to come by, but several sources say that Chloe Zhao has been tapped as director. An official announcement about the film is expected at San Diego Comic-Con this month. Stay tuned. J.J. Abrams is working for Marvel, but he's not making a movie. J.J. is currently working on a new Spider-Man miniseries with his son, Henry. 
the miniseries, will debut in September and will feature the art talent of Sarah Pacelli and will introduce a brand new villain named Cadaverous. This project is a actual long time in the making, having been pitched to Marvel editor Nick Lowe a decade ago. According to JJ, quote, Nick had been pressing me to do a book with him. A year or so ago, I started talking with it with about it with Henry, and it sort of happened organically. And that has been the joy of this. Even though I've been talking to Nick for a long time, weirdly, this feels like it just sort of evolved from the conversations of Henry and I, having ideas that got us excited, and Nick began open, being open to the collaboration. I had, you know, unquote. Well, I have just one question. Will this have lens flare in the comic? So, is your high school tired of putting on your good man Charlie Brown for the hundredth time? Marvel has some plays for you. Move over, Samuel Beckett. Three one-act plays make up the Marvel Spotlight group of plays from theatrical publisher Samuel French. There's Hammered, a Thor and Loki play by Christian Borel. Squirrel Girl Goes to College, a Squirrel Girl play by Karen Zacharias. And Mirror of Most Value, a Ms. Marvel play by Masi Asari. According to The Hollywood Reporter, they will focus less on visual effects and more on the emotional journey of the characters. The plays will be offered for a licensing fee of $75 per performance for one play or $125 per performance for two or more. So, would you think this would you, would you think your high, your high school would be interested in putting this on? We'll have a link to this in our show notes. Now, let's go to the geek news. Fans of The Office are a bunch of sad pandas. Netflix has announced that the series will be leaving the service after December 2020 and moving to NBC Universal streaming service beginning in 2021. So of course, fans have started a petition to keep the series on Netflix. So far, a little over 49,000 have signed the change.org petition. You know, I admire their spirit, but I have to point out that this will probably not work. NBC Universal wants their stuff on their platform. So, you know, maybe you'll come back to Netflix someday if NBC Universal's platform fails. You never know. The Hello Kitty movie has a writer, according to Deadline.com. New Line Pictures has hired Lindsay Beer to write the adaptation based on the Sanrio pop icon. The movie will mark the first time Hello Kitty has been a major studio motion picture. Beer's other credits include, her, include Sony's Masters of the Universe, Lion Gates, The King Killer Chronicles, and Paramount's Transformers The Last Night. She has also worked on the Godzilla vs. Kong and Star Trek franchises, and is showrunner, writer, and executive producer on Mark Millar's The Magic Order for Netflix. Let's just hope it's better than Transformers The Last Night. Anyway... Uh, have you missed missed? I know some of you just said what? Let me explain. Uh, missed was uh, missed. M Y S T was a adventure uh, puzzle puzzle game that was first released back in 1993. Ah, oh, 1993. I remember that year fondly. In the game, players are told that a special book has caused them to travel to Missed Island. There, p- players solve puzzles and by doing so, travel to four other worlds, 
known as ages, which re- known as ages, which reveal the backstory of the game's characters. So, why talk about it now? Well, the Hollywood Reporter has news that Mist is being developed into shows and movies by Village Roadshow. While not much is known about what or how this Mistverse is being developed, original creators of Mist, Ryan Rand and Ryan Miller, will be joining Village Roadshow to help develop the universe. Netflix's The Dark Crystal Age of Resistance prequel series has added some more talent to the show. The streaming service revealed that Sigourney Weaver, Lena Hadley, Lena Hedy, uh, ben- Benedict Wong, Aquafina, Hannah John Kamen, and Dave Goles will all be joining the voice cast. They also released a series of 32 photos of the characters with who voices them. The only exception being Sigourney Weaver, whose character is just a disembodied voice called the Myth Speaker. Finally tonight, we say goodbye to Max Wright, who passed away from lymphoma on June 26th. Max is best known for the role of Willie Tanner on the NBC, NBC sitcom ALF. Mr. Wright had a lot of roles, appearing on Cheers, Quantum Leap, Murphy Brown, The Drew Carey Show, WKRP in Cincinnati, Aftermath, Aftermath, the television movie version of Stephen King's The Stand, Friends, the HBO miniseries from the Earth, from the Earth to the Moon, Misfits of Science, and a ton more. He has a a good solid IMDb page. Max is survived by his two children and preceded in death by his wife Linda, who passed away from breast cancer in 2017. He was 75 years old. And uh, that brings us to the end of this week's comic book news. Now, be sure to visit our social media. We're at Twitter at MultiUniverseTom. We're on Facebook and Instagram as well as MultiUniverse Tonight. And uh, be sure to, you know, if you like what I do, contribute some money. You know, just a buck or two. Uh, maybe you'll win some fantastic prizes. Uh, you can get a raw feed of this show. Or, uh, you know, if you have any other ideas, please be sure to share those too. Just uh, go over to mtpodcast.com and there I have the links to my uh, coffee or Patreon uh, pages as well. Be sure to visit multiversetonight.com to check out our uh, affiliate marketplace links, the link to our Tee Public store, our show notes, and so much more. And if you're a subscriber, please be sure to share us with your friends. And if you're brand new to the show, please be sure to subscribe and leave us some feedback and let us know how we're doing. Special thanks to uh, Shane Ivers for our intro music and Lobo Loco for our outro music. Thanks for watching the comic book edition of Multi-Universe Tonight. We will be back in two weeks with a brand new sci-fi edition. Now, please exit the universe in an orderly fashion. Good night. Multiverse Tonight is a production of Half Big Genre Productions. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved. <laughs>